Hello, all you cartridge blowers out there. This is N64 Life with myself, Cliff Foster, aka the amazing Cliff, on Twitter, your guide through the greatest computer games console of all time. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Nintendo 64. And God, it's good to be back. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, is the best way to say it. Um, it's, it's been a difficult couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we had the the announcement of the lockdown, which meant that fell straight on recording day. So, obviously, I made the announcement of, sorry, you know, it's going to be delayed by a week. Don't worry, we'll be back. And then in that time, and prior that time, I decided to injure myself. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So you have this lovely muscle in your back called the trapezius muscle. Now, if you tear that or strain that, um, what uh, the best way of putting it is that you, you, you get an aching back, back and an aching neck, but you also get the worst headaches you will ever have in your life. And I mean, they were crippling, absolutely crippling. In fact, me looking at my N64 now, I've still got Lilac Wars in there from my last Twitch stream. So that shows you how bad it was. So I just want to say sorry. Um, You know, it's it's not going to be a regular occurrence, hopefully, uh, that I won't be around to do podcasts unless holidays and things along those lines. But it, 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 it needed to be done because I need to make sure that you guys are getting the best quality Nintendo 64 podcast you guys can get. And this is a really important one because we're going back to Battle for Jinjos. Obviously, last time around, we had our first uh, player two enters the pod, uh, has entered the pod. Um, so I really want to say thank you to Ross again uh, for our little sort of in-depth look back at football computer games uh, on the console. Um, so thank you very much. Um no, I would say not a, no so much of a thank you for making me play um, uh, ISS 2000's career mode uh, on Twitch. Because if you listen back to that, I, I don't think it even exists anymore. I think they delete them after a certain amount of days, which is good because it was cringy. Not many of you joined me for that one. And I can see why. Ladies and gents, I can see why. But let's go on to this. First podcast back after two weeks hiatus, and it is F Zero X versus Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. So let's get straight into this. Who's gonna win? I know already. However, it's a tight one from your from you guys on Twitter. Um, if you go back and look at the poll, you will see this is the tightest poll we've had so far. It is the tightest poll. We have lovers of both of these games. And I'll admit, I love both of these games. Before we go into this, I absolutely adore both of these games. But I'm here to be critical, ladies and gents. So let's kick it off. Battle for Jinjo's number three. It's another racing game. I've got some good news. Next one's not a racing game. 
Uh, <laughs> let's do this thing. So, here we go. Here we, if you don't know the rules for Battle for Jinjos already, let me explain them to you. First one, we'll find out. It's pretty redundant. However, we will still look into it. Uh, so, the first Jinjo that you can win, as we know, in Banjo-Kazooie, you could get each level, you had to collect five Jinjos. And that is the mission for Battle for Jinjos to see who will win. So the first Jinjo is based off of storyline. This is Zen. There's going to be a bit of a discussion about that. Uh, so storyline. Uh, we then have the next Jinjo, which is based on gameplay. The next uh, Jinjo will be based on uh, graphics and sound, which is a very interesting one in this one. Um, and then you have the Jinjo for critics review. So we go into meta score, or this time we're going to look into the IGN score. Um, because I couldn't find a Metacritic score for um, uh, episode one Pod Racer, which was a bit weird. Um, it could be because it was multi-platform. Um, and then we will also be the most important Jinjo of them all. And that is, what do you guys think? And we're going to be going to your comments of what you guys thought. And obviously we had the Twitter poll. Who won it? You could cheat, as I always say. And have a look back. But yeah, please don't. Try and keep it a surprise for the end, shall we? Um, so let's get into this storyline. Now, we had the first ever Battle for Jinjos we had was a racing game. But it's very much, if you look at Mario Kart versus Diddy Kong Racing, a very different sort of racing game. Yeah, you have a very much more character based, um, you know, with the power ups. It's, it's very much more of a, it's not a traditional racing game as such. Where well, these are both space or sci-fi racing games. So I, I thought that there might be some semi-backstory to either. Um, obviously, Star Wars, we all know where Star Wars comes from. So, in fact, this game was released just over a week after the movie. So we're not talking like uh, GoldenEye aspects where it was years afterwards. This was straight off the bat of everyone going to the cinema to go and watch episode one. And it wasn't even that this was rushed out. This this, this game was, it, it was being developed at the same time as the movie. So they had plenty of time to get this game up to scratch. And in some ways they did, some ways they didn't. We'll more likely go for we'll definitely go for that in the gameplay and sound and the graphics. But you know, it was it it, it was true to now. I, uh, right before we start, I am a huge Star Wars fan, like a humongous Star Wars fan, absolutely humongous Star Wars fan. Um, if I was to say out of my geekdom in ranking, it would be wrestling followed by gaming followed by star wars that's how much star wars means to me now i'm not going to shoot down on episode one episode one is what it is and like i say with wrestling sometimes it isn't targeted at an old generation but at that time i was 
So in 2000, sorry, 1999, I was uh, 13 years old. So it was targeted at me. Um, did I enjoy episode one? I've got to admit, I, there were some niggles that I had, um, which a lot of people will say possibly they had the same niggles. So blind. You so do not understand. You weren't there at the beginning. You don't know how good it was, how important. This is it for you. This jumped up firework display of a toy advert. People like you make me sick. What's wrong with you? Now, I don't care if you've saved up only 50 peas, okay? Take your pocket money and get out! (laughs) What a... But I'm not going to shoot down on this like I would episode two. I mean, episode two was the drizzling... Um... If you don't agree with me, okay, we'll just agree to disagree. As we've said loads of times, we're allowed to differ in opinion. But yeah, to episode two to me was the one that was the massive letdown. And the thing that I enjoyed the most, there was two things that stood out in episode one. One of them being that final lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Darth Maul. That was epic. That's... That's that. That wasn't like anything we've seen before. That's showing actually. Oh God, lightsaber battles can be really cool. But the other thing I really enjoyed, being a Formula One fan as well, was the pod racing. I I've got to admit, it took it, it created this one. It's created a game off of it, which will go into how many units it sold later on. But I I mean, it was a great great idea i i i in my opinion the pod racing was an awesome idea i still got some niggles about it but that i will save that for the uh the uh star wars podcast shall we so obviously you've got the 25 races and when you start the game you actually start with you you start with six there you go that's it shows you i'm counting off a bit of paper uh you start with the six races so Obviously, you've got Little Annie. Annie! Little Annie! Uh, which I've got a big point. Right, we're going to get to this straight away. Right, Anakin Skywalker. In that movie, he's created this pod pod racer, yeah? Because he crashed the previous pod racer. Then he goes off to Coruscant with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And to my knowledge, or it's never said that he's ever... Pe- He's never pod raced again. He he doesn't see his mother. So so how maybe this me overthinking into it, but how is he able to do all of these circuits and bits and pieces when we come into gameplay? How? Because that's the same pod. Unless he just built that podcast. Sorry, podcast. No, that's me. That pod racer off of the bat of what the old pod racer was. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Let's just go with that, shall we? And just say that he had a a, a flourishing career beforehand. Uh, and yeah, we, we were none the riser. So if we go into the other races, the first one I'm going to bring up is the one that I used the most in this game and still do. And that is Dirt Bolt. Um, so obviously, Anakin is the only human out of a lot of these. Um, to save some time, because you'll figure out why I'm trying to save some time at the end. We're just going to go for their names rather than species as well. So you've got Anakin Skywalker, as we've already said. We've got the Dub Bolt, which uh, I've already gone through as well. 
You've got Abe Endicott. Here we go. This is where Cliff gets his tongue tied. Uh, we've got Alan Mack. Uh, we've got Gascano. We've got Odie Mandrell. Um, and then you're able to unlock other races. And th- this is where we'll go into the gameplay later with these sort of elements of where you can upgrade your vehicles and things like that. Some of these you can purchase. Some of these it's a basis of you unlock them doing certain trials and bits and pieces like that. But we've got uh, Aldar Bido, Bido, Ark Bumpy, Roos. Then we go into Ben Quadrine uh, Ross. Uh, we go into uh, Bowles uh, Raw, Bozy uh, Baranta, Bullseye Navarro, Navarro. We'll go with Navarro. Uh, Clegg Holdfast, Fud Sang, Mars Gao. Now Mars Gao was another one I used to play a lot on. Um, he had mass, two massive engines at the front of his uh, vehicle. Um, he's the one that dies and makes that uh, noise in the movie. Um, <laughs> weird things you remember. Uh, we have uh, more Honic. We have uh, ne- Never Key. We have Rats uh, Tool. We have Sol Bulba, which was one character I was playing the other day. Um, oh, sorry, the other week. Shows you how long I've been off uh, ill. Uh, I was playing it and I was like, I never unlocked Sabulba. How do you unlock Sabulba? Um, you have. <laughs> so obviously, Sabulba is the champion, which is a shame because it would be nice to give him some special powers to throw out and be really cheeky, but obviously, no powers in this game. You have a slide uh, parameter, parameter. God, oh, names. It's going to get more difficult. You'll find out in a minute. So you've got uh, Tomito Pagalese. Pagalese? Pagalese. Pagalese. We're going for Pagalese. Uh, Toy Dampner. And then Wan Sa- Sand- Sandaj. Sandaj. Sandaj? Sandaj. Go for Sandaj. Do you know what? That, that I do, Why do I always decide to do games like Turok and Episode 1 Podracer where it's just... So hard to bloody say names. Uh, but, you know, if, if we're looking at, you know, how good this game was, you know, in storyline, they took that best part. As I've already said, they've took that best part. They didn't go for um, the game based upon the Galactic Senate. Uh, that came later on with Mass Effect. A, A, A. But, you know, I think... It, if you're looking at storyline, it doesn't really need a storyline as such. It just is, you know, that thing you really liked in the movie. Well, we've just produced that into a computer game. And do you know what? 25 races. That's nothing. That's nothing. Because this bad boy that came out almost a year before Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer had 30. 30 racers all at the same blinking time. And that was F0X. So released on November 6th, 1998. 30 racers really battling it out. Now, as you heard then, I was really struggling with the names. So I'm going to give this a go. Let's see if I can help myself out. (coughs) 
Bubba, Black Shadow, Zodiac and the Beastman, Roger, Buster, Billy, Biorex, who rugs a big fang, Anthony, Gusta, Pico and James Cloud. No, not that one. Octoman, Kate Allen, the Skull and Leon. You've got both of the Doctors in Doctor Clash and Stuart. And the Arrow Super and Miss is flying like a dart. Black Falcon, Levin, Mr. Eid, Samurai, Goro, Jody, Summer, Drax, and Captain Falcon, the only one you know. Nilsson, Goma, Shoyo, yes, some blokes that share a car. Mighty Gazelle, Tanak, Michael Kane. I've gone too far. <laughs> it all comes out in the edit. It all comes out in the edit. Wow, 30 racers, eh? 30 ruddy racers. Um... It, it obviously, it's the sequel to F-Zero that came out eight years prior this game. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, you know, that we'll go into frame rates and bits and pieces like that in a second of how they were able to achieve that. It was incredible. But believe it or not, I, I have gone through... Because when I searched F-Zero X, there wasn't much of a storyline. And then I decided... Hang on, let's go to the prequel. The prequel, you know, that classic era Nintendo. They must have given it a storyline. And um, by it, they gave it a little storyline. We have a storyline, ladies and gentlemen. Lava Racing gave it a storyline. So F-Zero, F-Zero, so its predecessor, is set in the year 2060. Not much has changed, but supposedly they live underwater. Um, when humanity's multiple encounters with alien life forms had resulted in the expansion of Earth's social framework. So in other words, it's like if Twitter and Facebook collided and... No, it wouldn't be that toxic. Um, This led to commercial, technological and cultural interchanges between the planets. The multi-billionaires who earned their wealth through intergalactic trade... God, we're going to trade negotiations. I thought that would have been... Hang on, come on. This isn't this isn't episode one. We're not going into trade negotiations. And supposedly this was mainly satisfied with their lifestyles. But although uh, most converted more entertainment into their lives, the result in this was a new entertainment based on Formula One. Yes, ladies and gents. Sport, motorsport I love so much. Uh, races to be founded uh, ve- with vehicles that can hover one foot above the track. These Grand Prix races were soon named F Zero. Look at that! I never put two and two together. This way, some people are going, "You idiot, Cliff!" But I never put that two two, two together. F one, F zero. It's going back. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, after the rise of the popularity in the races, uh, the game introduced the first set of F-Zero racers. So in the original, you had um, some of the names that we just said. Uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. But it's a storyline. It's a storyline. Yay. I love a storyline in a racing game. But I do like that. That is sort of, it, it's not completely science fiction. It's actually saying, uh, you know, some aliens saw Formula One and went, actually, that is a really damn good form of entertainment. Can we convert that into something a bit more you know, modern, 500 years on? Um, but re- it's got a storyline. 
So, you know where I'm going with this. Because we've been there before with Diddy Kong Racing. Episode 1, yes, it had a storyline for the movie, but it didn't have a storyline for the bloody game. There was no storyline of the game. Even if they had said that Anakin came back to do these races um, to prove that he was the true champion or something like that, you could have you at least done that. But even that thing where I picked it down and I said, actually, he shouldn't have been racing in those races. He shouldn't have been. And some of them died. They're definitely dead. Some of those racers died on Tatooine. They died. No way they survived some of those crashes. So I'm going to give the first Jinjo for storyline to F0X. Wow, what a turn of events. And literally, I'll be really honest, I was just about to announce, I didn't know too much about the F0 storyline, and I went, why don't you search the predecessor cliff? Maybe you'll find something. So... That was a tight one, and this is how it's going to be all the way through. Because in gameplay and graphics and sound, it it can go either way. I mean this, it can go either way. So last time we started off with Star Wars, this time around we're going to start with F-Zero. So, as I said, 60 frames per second is absolutely incredible. For one of the almost launch titles, so 1997, amazing. And to be able to have that many races on the track at the same time and no lag, and I mean there's no lag, if you've witnessed lag yourself, even on PAL, I, I haven't. I haven't. I've had the F-Zero-X game for, you know, I had an original copy and then that went missing and I bought this new copy that I bought a couple of weeks ago. And I've never witnessed lag on it. Never. So in the gameplay itself, so you have four GP modes. You have Jack, Queen, King. So obviously moving up through it. And then you have the X-Cup. So Obviously, you've got difficult difficulties in there. So difficult difficulties uh, A to E. Um, so you can choose how uh, difficult you want the races. Um, you can sort of vary them. And also you do, you know, win certain bits and pieces for earning each of those cups. And one of those things is the X cup at the end because that will randomly generate. So obviously with the... The Jack, Queen, King, you have six races in there. So six tracks that will always be there. With the X Cup, that will just randomly generate them. Which to me, when I was comeback ability, I, I use that word a lot in this podcast, but that comeback ability is great for that. It's really nice to have that game where you can just go, you can pick it up again and everything will be different. Every time it could be different. You can, you have got multiple scenarios. It's very very unlikely you're going to pick it up, but you know time and time again and get the same tracks and the same orders. So to me that's brilliant. And then you've got and whilst you're racing because you have got different areas of racing. We will go into the uh, different elements uh, away from the GP modes. But then you have the pit stop zones. 
to the pit stop zones. Yet again, keeping it to that Formula One of areas of lovely colourful uh, bits on the side that you can regenerate your energy, which uh, helps you boost um, and get to that front of that track. Now, one of the things that I really like about the gameplay is the rival element. So you will, obviously coming through, you'll have your closest rival and it will tell you where they are. So as you're coming up to them, there's a lovely little arrow above them in red writing saying rival. And that's really nice because you'll find when you're doing that cup, um, you you will have the same four races, racers uh, sort of battling it out at that front. And that's great because you can sort of predict, okay, so where are they? Where are they at the moment? Are they back in eighth or, you know, there's so many races on the track at the same time and they're back in 14th? Um, you know, so it, it adds that element of being a bit tactical of going, right, I need to earn points. We all know how GP modes work. I need to earn points to make sure that by the sixth race, I'm up there. I'm champion. So I really enjoy that element of it. Um, You have got other modes in there. You've got a a classic time attack. You you always get a time attack uh, in uh, these racing games. And that's brilliant if you are just looking to floor it. Bettering your scores every time you play it. But one mode that I used to live on, live on back in the late 90s and early 2000s was the deathmatch mode. Because you can actually spin your craft around. So we've got all different crafts, but you can spin it around and knock people off of the track. You can you can make them blow up because um, obviously energy, if it gets too low, you don't want to just all waste it with boost. If it gets too low, you're going to blow up and you're going to respawn. Or in the deathmatch mode, you're out of the game. Because you have to be that last one standing. So I loved the deathmatch mode. I mean, absolutely adored it. Um, The great thing about F-Zero is its speed. Now, when it came out, they, they were saying that it is the fastest racing game that's out there. And yeah, in my opinion, it, it, it even stands out now as one of those tracks you've got tracks with you know tunnels uh where you have to make sure you're the right way up when you come out of that tunnel you've got sort of loot it's sort of that's pipes i suppose that you can go around yeah again making sure that you're the right way up when you come off that pipe you know it it is one of those games that completely makes it so you're on your toes all the time you can, sometimes it's very hard to learn the tracks in F-Zero X. It's very hard to learn the tracks. But it, it's entertaining. I I mean, if you've got a copy of the game, you can pick it up now. And I, I you can enjoy it straight away. I mean, there's none of this getting used to a game. It is straight in there. It's straight off. It doesn't matter how many times you play that game. It's challenging. And that's that comeback ability. Now, with Star Wars Episode 1 Racer, yet again, that comeback ability. So you've got free gameplay modes. So you've got, well, you, yeah, you've got the free gameplay modes. You've got a tournament section, so that GP section. And this is where it separates itself from an F-Zero X game. Is that you've got those races... So you've got um, Semi-Pro, Galactic, and Invitational. Um, And then Circuits are awesome on every single one of those. Now, 
we'll go for the planets that you go to in a second. But for me, it was definitely the add-ons that you could create for your uh, pod racer. And these you could either purchase brand new, which would be more expensive, or you could bought, buy them from Watto and you could either get an absolute bargain or something that will die on you within three races. So you can improve the traction, the turning, so the acceleration, you could improve the brakes, you could top speed, uh, you could the cooling systems. Um, I, I mean, the repairs, because that's one thing that I love to do. Now, this film sounds a bit odd, but occasionally what I would do, because we'll go into a bit of what lets it down with gameplay, um, and I would crash into the side until you, one of your um, one of your uh, your engines started to smoke, and you can then repair it. And obviously, as you're racing, you can repair your engines. To me, that was really cool. I loved that. Um, you could also purchase um, uh, pit droids as well. Who doesn't love a pit droid? I'm not being funny, but pit droids were one of the best things to come out of that prequels. Those prequels. Pit droids roll. Absolutely roll. Um, to repair your uh, pod racer after every race. Because you could crash in it as well. You know, with F-Zero, you could fall off the side. You can blow up. But this is very delicate. If you hit that one engine, you go spinning. If you go straight onto something, you blow up completely. So I really did enjoy that. I... I, I I love that element that you can customize your vehicles. And that sort of, it was that element of that you, you would go into Watto's um, secondhand bits. He's uh, muttering things to himself. always remember him singing the Cantina song. There you go, I'll put it in the background as we do this. Um, and uh, actually, one of uh, members of my team in my shop uh, he knows word for word everything that Watto says as he's doing it, uh, as you're going through. Um, I mean, it, it's a lovely little touch. And, uh, you know, to, for a racing fan as well, it's great to have that element of that you can customise your vehicles. Now, what makes also a racing game engaging are, are the circuits. And it's nice because... It's not just circuits. This is planet. And do you know what? You you get some. You, you, well, you only really get one super famous planet in this, which is Tatooine. However, you do get some some you know some planets that get seen later on in computer games. So you've got the likes of you know uh, Malastar, which appears in uh, Forza Unleashed Two, uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. You've got Mongaza, who, which appears in the uh, Clone Wars movies. You've got um, Ovo 4, which is Bounty Hunter again. It gets multiple mentions. You've got so many lovely immersive levels in there that then you don't just get one track for some of these uh, planets. You, you get multiple tracks. So the first track you encounter for Tatooine isn't the full one. full one's awesome. But it isn't the full one. So even though you think, oh, I've already done this track, you actually come back to it and it is completely different. So also, 
Right, we, we come on to my niggles with this. Because with F0X, it seems like you're constantly under threat or constantly battling positions. Okay, so this is where we go into the real gameplay behind these. You're constantly battling for positions. You nine times out of ten start at the back. Um, you, you, you're really having to really push yourself up to that first place finish. Yet Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is a lonely world. It's a real lonely world at times, and I mean that. It's it. If you look at it on that basis of you get the lead and no one really challenges you. No one really, you know, they're not trying to barge you out of the way. There's no real interaction that you get with the other racers. If you hit another racer, you both tend to blow up. I, I think that's the one thing that I have against the gameplay in Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is it's, it doesn't feel like you're racing. It feels like you're always in that time trial. You're always in a time trial. You're always battling against the circuit and yourself rather than other racers. And I think that's what lets it down the most. Now, as I said, I love this game. Some of the circuits on there are brilliant. They're challenging. But just give me a time trial. If you're just going to give me, you know, challenging circuits and racers and ai that aren't going to really push you like they do with f0x what's the point it's just a time trial element and it's really battling against you and your own mistakes rather than other races on that circuit and as i said at the beginning of this pod i love both of these games however i'm looking at gameplay in a racing game the winner for Jinjo for gameplay between F0X and Star Wars Episode 1 Pod Racer has to go to F0X. So that puts F0X now 2 0 up. 2 0, ladies and gents. This is no one alls. I think both last times we've had one alls. It's 2 nil up this is gonna be the important one graphics and sound because by god it's gonna be difficult to decide so as I said before, 2 nil up. And this is difficult because this is a tale of two stories with these games. I'm going to start with F0X. So graphics and sound. Sound, first of all. Let's start with the positives. The sound. And it did actually, we'll go into the critics later, but it did split critics down the middle. But for me... That initial guitar riff. Ah, you know you're playing F-Zero-X. And it was great because they took the old um, F-Zero-X tracks from the uh, F-Zero that came out, obviously, uh, eight years prior. And they really made it into something that, oh, it's beautiful. 
I mean, every single track is ah, oh, just I I love it. Sound quality is immense, and it really immerses you into the game. And we've already said that the you've got the sixty uh sixty um uh frame rate per second, which it makes it such a smooth game. However, the graphics and the attention to detail on F Zero X. It's uh, not what you would expect from Nintendo. Yes, it's very, you know, very colourful. It's very beautiful. But actually, the attention to detail is a bit naff. Um, You've got a lot of fog in there. Because obviously, the tracks are very immense. Very sort of complicated. And they put a lot of fog. So it makes it very, very difficult to see what's coming up. Makes it very difficult to see what's coming up. And um, this comes down to something that we're going to visit uh, later on in these podcasts. And we come to the 64DD. Yes, this was one of the games that was going to be included to expand upon that disc, disc drive. And you... To be honest, you know, you're, you're trying to max it out. And they they went all in with the gameplay, the sound, as I said, which was great. Um, but, you know, the 64DD, um, as I said, we are going to... I'm not going to expand too much on the 64DD because that is going to be a whole episode by itself. Um, but it was going to give it the element of um, being able to add more races, uh, track editor... Uh, new cups as well and i think they were really throwing everything on that uh 64 uh disc drive and it, it is one of those annoying things and it will crop up quite a bit in those sort of early uh sorry late 90s games that they were very much expecting that the dd was going to perform and when it didn't perform we have a lot of games that seem not incomplete, incomplete, but you can tell that they needed that extra disk disk drive space. Um, and these cartridges, you know, in the early stages, they just weren't able to handle everything that they wanted to. Yet again, another thing that we're going to expand upon later. And by the time that you know, if we're looking at, um, by the time that. Uh, episode one pod racer came out you know they very much concentrated then on the expansion pack and the expansion pack element of the uh the graphics on you know the uh, the high definition graphics that you get on episode one pod racer is beautiful i mean it is stunning game even with the high res we're not gonna get like you don't get that lag that we were talking about with two up two it is very well worked around that expansion pack. Now, so you've got one game that, you know, it is great. It's, the gameplay is great on F-Zero X, but it's, it's a bit lacking in that attention to detail. Even when you run away, run a race, it's the podium. It, the podium finishes almost remind me of uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, so sorry, sorry, Mario Kart 64. Apologies. Is that it's almost an afterthought of when you win. It's like, uh, just, uh, 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 
And there is a bit of that with episode one, Podracer, because it was originally um, produced with the PC, and you did get a lot more, um, you know, of those rogue squadron elements of, you know, uh, story and things along those lines. And it, it, it is very much missing from even episode one. So we're going back to that cartridge element of we're going into the CD era. These games could have been so much better with that 64 TD. And it is a shame that it never took off. Um, if you're looking at episode one, as I said, the graphics are incredible. Music and sound effects. So, as I said, music and sound effects. You felt like in F0X, you were racing a machine that was going fast. Episode one, Pod Racer. It felt like you were flying a hairdryer. The sounds, they weren't unique via each pod racer. It was so much that wispy sound. Um, even when you collided with something, it didn't sound like you collided something. It was just like a, uh, it was, uh, it was, it's a, such a shame. Obviously, you did have that element of that each racer, you know, would talk and have their unique elements, but they completely missed any form of Star Wars immersion because you get it in rogue squadron you get it in uh even you know looking at a game that came out just before this and that was shadows of the empire you had that in both of those games yeah they just i don't know what happened i don't know it might be something i have to look into a bit more but you know with the sound element of uh episode one pod racer it was just non-existent yeah, this is where I say it's a really difficult one because it, there were no lags to either of them. So the graphics were consistent, but the graphics were far superior and the level of the circuits looked stunning and immersive in episode one, Podracer, but no sound. And then you had something that had a great sound, had great immersion, but that level of detail was not cartoony, but it was... It wasn't something that you expect from the 64-bit era. Definitely not. And I think they really missed a trick with it. I do. And so this is why I say, you know, when I was sort of sat there and I was, I was, I was trying to weigh up, okay, which one wins? Both have their, you know, strengths in graphics and sound, but they have massive weaknesses. So I sat down for a fair while and this was not, this is, has to be the hardest decision I've had in Battle for Jinjos. And I literally sat down um, about a month ago now because of the stupid headaches. Um, and I, 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 I had to weigh it up. And I, I got to admit, the Jinjo goes for graphics and sound... And it's by a smidge. And that is because of how beautiful it is. Has to go to episode one pod racer. And I'm not putting it away from F0X. F0X is still a lovely game. But it's that attention to detail. They put so much fog in that game. You can't turn around and say... It makes the track even more difficult. So it does help the gameplay. But at the same time, 
you don't get immersed into it like you do with the graphics of Pod Racer. That very much, I think, comes on to with your scores. So let's go on to what you think, Fort, and what the critics thought. So it is two one to F zero X. You've been keeping score. Two one. And I knew this would be tight. I really did. And I love both of these games. But the end result, we'll go into that in a second. I might not necessarily agree with some of the scores from the critics. And I'll go into those in a minute because I'm going to go into what you guys thought. So if this is the first time you're listening to N64 Life, then you would know that whenever I do a battle for Jinjos or announce it, that same day you have a week to vote for which game you want to win. And you get a chance to comment and I will read your comments every week. Uh, to tell is you know to get an idea of what you guys thought we come on to some of those comments and we start off with friends of the podcast mr now and then 64 hello sir and i just want to say thank you very much for checking in on me the other day um really did appreciate it because i'm not 100 percent yet you may well figure out that by the podcast still in a little bit of pain um but i really did appreciate it man thank you and if you're not already Go and follow now and then 64 on the old Twitch streams. He's my favorite Twitch streamer out there. That's genuine. Um, I love his format that he has. Um, I really do enjoy it. And yeah, it's great to have a lovely retro N64 community continuing to grow on that platform. So what did he have to say? Well, he said episode run. He's uh, making the statement of who he's going to vote for. Episode 1 Racer. F-Zero X was, is fun, but I find the levels themselves kind of flat and boring. Although, in terms of soundtrack, it pummels Star Wars into the dirt. So, yeah, again, I say this every time. It's always nice when you guys agree with me. Uh, episode 1 was the better racer as well as being really good Star Wars game. Uh, we'll go into that in a minute when we come into the critic scores and I tell you how many units it sold and things along those lines. But yeah, it was uh, teasers, possibly the best selling N64 Star Wars game. Obviously, a lot of that came off the back of it being released a couple of weeks later. But let's go on, continue on. And we come to another friend of the podcast and that is Terrier Chad. So uh, at ter- Chad Terrier. You have, to, you have to switch it up, don't you, mate? You, you do it the other way around. So go and give him a follow on Twitter. At uh, Terrier. Uh, Ch- Chad Terrier. God, to get me teeth back in. Uh, really big supporter of the podcast. Thank you so much, man. And thank you for also checking in on me while I haven't been at my bestest. Uh, what did he have to say? So that's really hard. It is. I tell you what, it is the hardest one we've done, isn't it? But Star Wars Racer just edges it for me. 
because it has that Star Wars feel. I've been watching the films in the last few nights and playing Shadows of the Empire. Oof, really love that game. Love that game. Love that game so, so, so much um, this morning. So I might have been influenced by decision, however. <laughs> uh, don't matter. Don't matter. As I said, it is a tricky one. Um, then we have somebody new to the old podcast commenting, and that's uh, at Jacob Zion 28 with his lovely picture of Link. Um, he says, uh, such a hard choice. Oh, my God. You're right. It is a hard choice. And somebody who is a very regular appearance on here, and that is the curator of the VBW library, Mr. Yannick Piatkowski. And he says, I loved Star Wars Podracer. So many different planets to race on. Well, it was, it was, what was it, seven planets? I think we decided. Anyway, so lovely to hear your comments. Remember, if you are voting, please leave a comment. I will read them out. I genuinely will read every single one out. Unless you say something stupid, then I won't read it out. But genuinely, I will read them out. So, what did you guys decide then? So, to a vote, and this is the closest we've had, 56% to 44%, the winner is episode one pod racer ah oh, it's getting so close this is now two all and that's why do you know what that's why i did it in this order i changed it up again i did it in this order because we now come on to the critic scores and this before i give the scores i'm gonna sort of explain some bits and pieces that i found out so we're gonna start with your decision which was episode run pod racer. Now, it won quite a few awards. So the Cubic Gaming World nominated uh, Race of the Year and ultimately went to uh, uh, high, high for speed, high stakes, a game I can't remember, but it was nominated um, during the third annual um, uh, AIAS Interactive Achievement Awards. So the DICE Awards. Uh, something we went through before. It won the category, like Diddy Kong Racing, for Racer of the Year. But for some reason, the critics went in for this. Now, I've been doing some searching, and I, I think a lot of things that we've already said uh, came up um, with sounds and bits and pieces like that. Very much, they were very, very positive on the graphics. But the score for this, I don't think, was fair. If I'm being honest, because there's not a uh, Metacritic score out there, apart from the Switch version that had a Metacritic score. So I'm going to go with IGN, like we did, we, like we were going to to begin with. Um, so I had to go for the IGN score, and I really don't think it was fair because it actually got an IGN score of 7.2, and I've even gone through. Like um, Nintendo uh, Magazine scores. I've gone through all of those scores um, from other places. And it scores quite low. Now, I don't know if this was backlash to the movie. And I think that that's what happened. I, 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 if I was to be fair, 
I would have given it if it had a meta score, a meta critic score. I would have given it mid eighties. It wouldn't have been in the nineties, but maybe low to mid eighties. But I would not have put it at what you know an IGN score of seven point two is realistically seventy two percent. Now, the other thing happens with F Zero X because. That you get, yet again, quite a mixed review on the music, actually. Um, I was fairly positive, as you know, about the music. I thought that added that touch to the music that I loved it. But people were split down the middle at that time. Some people really didn't like it. It was the SNES um, version of the music. It was pumped up to the max. They were saying it was quite off-putting. Uh, standard details, so that was brought up quite a bit, like what we've already discussed. It wasn't that Nintendo attention to detail, and it felt very rushed. Um, and yeah, actually, CVG hated it. And it scored a Metacritic score in the 80s, yet again, what I thought that Podracer would have if there was a version out there. Even looking at the Switch um, Metacritic score, it was in the 70s again. But it got a Metacritic score in the 80s. And if we're going off of IGN... It was 7.2 for Star Wars Episode 1 Podracer and 9.1 for, for F-Cyber-X. Now, I haven't told you yet how many copies each of them sold. So F-Cyber-X sold a comfortable 1.1 million. Comfortable, you know, it's it's up there, 40 43rd best-selling N64 game. Yet, this is again, this is a such a... I've been split by the middle, down the middle of how I score this because it's the... Episode 1 Podracer was the best-selling Star Wars game for the console. And in fact, the best-selling space racer out there. So it beat F-Zero-X... And it beat Total uh, so Wipeout. I almost called it Total Wipeout. That's something completely different. But it beat both of them. It's a really difficult decision if we just go the IGN score. Because I think numbers is going to sell more. It, you know, the first Star Wars movie in uh, 20 years to come out, um, excluding the uh, remasters in the 90s. You know, so there was a lot of hype. So 3.1 million. Fair enough. 13th best-selling N64 game. I don't... But then at the same time, obviously we know that episode one wasn't well-received. So blind. You so do not understand. You weren't there at the beginning. You don't know how good it was, how important. This is it for you. This jumped-up firework display of a toy advert. People like you make me sick. What's wrong with you? Now, I don't care if you've saved up all your 50 Ps, okay? Take your pocket money and get out! <laughs> hey, I just had to add that bit in from space, sorry. Um, it wasn't well received, and could that have influenced the meta, the actual critic score and there isn't a metacritic score which is really odd really peculiar that i cannot find metacritic score and also with f0x 
It was the first of its kind. It was the first of its kind for the console. So it's scoring higher. Could that have been influenced by that? So. It's a hard one. But I have made these rules. And I'm not going to bend them. However, in my eyes, I would say this was a draw. But we have to go by the rules, ladies and gentlemen. So that means 3-2 F0X wins Battle for Jinjos. That's, yeah... Do you know what? I can hear some of you going, it's such a hard one, isn't it? I think that was such a harsh score. I really do. I've told you what I thought about the sound. But you guys, I, I got most of the messages were about how great you thought episode one Podracer was. And yeah, it's... It stuck with us, you know. We've just had a Switch release, a remastered Switch release of it. You know, it has lasted and it's lasted in the memory. F-Zero X uh, did have a sequel that came out for the GameCube, but it's one of those IPs that Nintendo have left to rot. And as I said in the song, uh, it took me a bit to write. You can save your thanks for later. Um, Falcon, Captain Falcon is the only real character come to come from f-zero x and that is solely off of the bat of um him being the unlockable first unlockable character you could get for smash brothers and the iconic Falcon punch and Falcon kick i i mean like i've already put up a gif about it you know i i do it to my friends all the time to shout Falcon punch um i i think I think that catchphrase alone has kept Captain Falcon relevant over F-Zero X. And it is one of those IPs. You just think to yourself, come on, come on, Nintendo. You are sat on that. You can make a great game out of that. You could, even if they completely mixed up, not 30 people on the track, you know, made it a bit more classic racing game. F-Zero X could easily be a draw, in my eyes. Obviously, with the Star Wars Podracer, it did get a a, 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 a sequel in, uh, I think it was called Episode 1. Uh, sorry, Podracer Revenge, I believe, that came out for the GameCube. Um, but yet again, it's just such a shame in my eyes that both of these IPs have had... Well, in future life, I think that if you're looking at it, we remember and we fondly think back more to episode one pod race than we do to F-Zero-X. Which, fundamentally, if you're looking back at the snares, yes, I'm going to say this, Ash, um, was what, you know, it was a massive IP for the snares. Even though it took eight years to see a sequel, which is a crying shame in itself, really. Um, so I really do hope, you know, with the remastered, obviously, if you've got a switch, go and download it now. The remastered, what I've seen looks beautiful. It's yeah. I say graphics for the N64 one. No, no, no. The remastered one is stunning. Um, I haven't actually, uh, 
heard it being played. So hopefully they put you some music in the background as well. Um, but no, I, I, I think it's a real disappointment that both of these games have been hindered either you know, F-Zero-X, what we remember of it. You know, there haven't been more sequels. You didn't get anything for the Wii. You didn't, you know, to my knowledge, there's still nothing in the pipeline for F-Zero-X. Um, and then, obviously, those critics' reviews. I, th- I, I believe, I still believe, looking at these critic reviews, that it's down to the negativity behind episode one. But let me know what you think of it. Obviously, this is a community. This is a podcast. It's not just down to what I think. Obviously, most of the time, our views match and I don't say anything too controversial. But personally, I think, you know, as I said, we set those rules in the past. It is a win to F0X. But in my eyes, I still think it is a draw. I, I, yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) but they are both great games and i mean it go out they're not uh, i think um they don't go for too much money i don't think they're in the realms of some of the games that we will be visiting in the next couple of weeks uh, tease um on uh on uh twitch but um yeah I, i i you need to if you are a collector go and buy both of these games okay So, what is coming next on N64 Life? Well, fitness, you know, depending if I'm uh, okay, because I have got a bit of a headache. Apologies. Um, If it did sound rush the end there, I have tried to. I I had a break and came back to it um, because, yeah, unfortunately, my headaches did return while recording. I said I was going to do this this time. I'm committed to this. Now... Twitch. We are playing Pokemon Snap. So that should be our Sunday thing. So hopefully by Sunday I'm in a position that I am uh, not in excruciating pain. uh, That I will be able to play Pokemon Snap. But I I really enjoyed that. Thank you very much to TDC. You know, not part of this podcast. But a lot of you will know that he's uh, part of uh, a podcast I do do called uh, Hashtag WRWRPod. Um, but he chose that one and uh, yeah, we're going to go through it every Sunday. Uh, it obviously, depending on this flipping injury. Um, and another game. Okay. So I put it out there to, um, to the last person that was on past a part of that stream. And that was Christian to say, what do you want me to play? And he said, F0X. To be honest, I'm overriding you, my friend, because... I have got hold of one of my Moby Dicks. Yes, ladies and gents. So on Twitch streams, every Friday, we will be playing. Yes, Resident Evil 2. Gonna be playing on it. I, I, I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. Uh, so, yes, and the Twitch streams, obviously on Sundays, we should be playing Pokemon Snap. 
and uh yeah going forward on the uh friday streams we will be playing resident evil 2 ah it's gonna be so much fun it's gonna be so much fun and i've got some exciting news as well my weldering well soldering soldering skills have worked which means i have got pokemon gold working and it's creating save files now so that means eventually we will be going on to Pokemon Gold, completing that with the lovely transfer pack into what might be coming in the future. Uh, so yeah, so transfer pack and we will be going, completing Pokemon Gold. Obviously it is a Game Boy game, but we'll be completing it via Pokemon Stadium 2. And then during that stages, when we get to our Pokemon to certain levels, we will be facing them off in Pokemon Stadium 2. So that will eventually be our Sunday streams after Pokemon Snap. Because I, I love Pokemon Snap and I really enjoyed that stream. What is coming next with the next podcast? So, next week's podcast. As I said to you before, there will be three sections of this podcast. We just had a battle for Jinjos. We had our first uh, player two has entered the pod. And the third will be next week so next week's podcast is called game and botch so i i did say it was going to be called developmental but that has been used to death so i went to my friends on the under consultation podcast discord channel yet again wouldn't be an episode of it and plug them uh if you aren't following them already Go and make sure under console pod on uh, Twitter. Um, one of the best podcasts out there. I mean, it. I'm a Patreon backer. There's um, an episode by episode guide of the greatest, greatest computer games challenge TV show. And that was Games Master. Oi, Games Master. Still better impression than you, Luke. Um, so, yeah, go, go and give them a follow. But Ash versus from that, I put it out to a couple people. Uh, well, I put them out to the group. Um, a couple of people made some great choices. I had IPL error, which was brilliant because obviously referring back to the 64 TD. Um, but he said game and botch. And I like that because obviously massive wrestling nerd. So game and botch. Now we all love the Nintendo 64. We all do. We love it. But we know it's not perfect. We know so much more could have come from this console. And we're going to go through these in these podcasts, what this console could have been and it could have been better. It could have. No doubt. Could have been a better console. We, we're going to talk about the 64DD at some point. We're going to talk about that transfer pack. We're going to talk about the expansion pack. We're going to talk next week, however about Nintendo's loss of an IP. And to me, this was one of the biggest losses from the uh, 16-bit to the 64-bit era. And that was Nintendo's loss of Final Fantasy. Because as we all know, you you think of Final Fantasy, and I, I think of it being a Nintendo IP, because, um, you know, that's when I got into gaming. But a lot of people will think, no, no, it's PlayStation, it's Sony. And there's a long story to tell 
behind not just how it you know it, the ip was lost but a partnership that almost was the catalyst to it losing it so we are going to go into that in as much detail i'll make it as entertaining as funny as possible but we are going into the bad side of the n64 as well ladies and gents but we've got other two other segments one I can't announce yet because I need to contact this person and see when he's available to do it. But hopefully we will have another player two enters enters the pod enters the pod. Uh has entered the pod. God, can't get me bloody names right, don't I? Um and then we've got another battle for Jinjos. That will be in two weeks' time. So you will have two weeks to vote on this one. I'm announcing it now. So in two weeks' time. After Game and Botch, we will have another battle for Jinjos. No, it's not a racing game. I'm glad you all know it's not a racing game. But it's a big one. It will see this game. I know it's not. I know it's not the theme tune to the game, but I Mortal Kombat. Yes, the only in the uh, trilogy. So, uh, yeah, MK trilogy that came out, but yeah, any uh, the only one in its um in its lifespan that came out for the N64 was Mortal Kombat 4. We're gonna go into Mortal Kombat 4, and it's going against. Killer Instinct. Now, this was very much Nintendo's attempt uh, in the SNES era to battle off against Mortal Kombat. They had obviously a great relationship with uh, Street Fighter in the SNES era. Maybe something else we revisit as well. But they they created Killer Instinct. And this is going to be fun. So it's Killer Instinct Gold we're going to look into. Um, two very different fight, uh, to fighting games, um, but oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to have a good couple of weeks playing on these two games and really enjoying it. And yeah, um, yet again, another one. I love both games for all different reasons. Um, obviously, one is a bigger IP, I know, but please don't just, don't just vote for MK because... It's Mortal Kombat. Look at Mortal Kombat 4. That's what I'm asking you to do, guys. Look at Mortal Kombat 4. Not the IP that is still going. Uh, <laughs> still going out all these years. Mortal Kombat, all right? Look at both games. If you haven't played Killer Instinct Gold, go and have a look at it online. You know, if you have played it, you've played MK4. Give me an honest opinion. Don't just go by the IP, please. Because you know what's going to happen if we just go by the IP, aren't we? It's not even going to be a conversation. It's not even going to be an argument. It's going to be, oh, yeah, this is Cliff. Uh, this is N64 Life. And uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 4-1. Bye. See you later. So you've got two weeks. Don't vote straight away. Go 
and really think into this. Beat this down. That's a, that's a diamondism. <laughs> Go and break it down and really decide for yourself. So, next week, first game of Botch, the loss of Final Fantasy. The week after, we've got our first, uh, sorry, not our first, our fourth battle for Jinjos, and that is Mortal Kombat 4 versus Killer Instinct Gold. So go vote, interact. Yet again, I am so sorry I've been off. Um, hopefully it won't be a regular occurrence me doing my trapezius in if not you know this gym malarkey is meant to be bloody fun it's stupid justice with bugger justice with timber nah but justice with cliff he's trying to get himself fit and healthy and actually ends up being in the most pain he's ever been in god uh, me and timber me and timber like you know just done over aren't we both of us (laughs) I think we that's something that we need to do uh, on Twitch, we need to have a run through of uh, uh, Diddy Kong Racing, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you so much, for everyone reaching out to say to see if I'm okay. Uh, thank you so much for everyone getting following, almost at 300 followers. Give it another 35, I think it is 35. I've gone down in followers on Twitch though. I'm only at 24 now. I lost one. So if you could find that one that went missing, bring him back and bring some more people over to Twitch. We'll have some fun. Well, I'll definitely be on this Sunday uh, for um, uh, uh, Pokemon Snap. I'm going to have a couple of days just to recover. So no Resident Evil 2 this Friday. But thank you so much. Continue to get involved. Continue to support people that really support the retro gaming community. I love you all. And my name is Cliff Foster, a.k.a. the amazing Cliff on the old Twitter. And that's the only time you'll ever hear me do that bloody Animaniacs song ever again. Probably.